Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Locked On Big Ten Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. It is Wednesday, July 1st, and look at that, a new month. We have made it to July, and this is also, today's episode is also the 60th installment of the Locked On Big Ten Podcast, so a very sincere thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of you Big Ten faithful out there who have been listening and following along with this podcast and engaging with us. And speaking of those conversations and discussions and engagement amongst myself and the listeners of this great podcast, we're talking tears again, baby. The Big Ten tears have caused a little bit of a stir on social media. They have brought some fodder of what we are trying to do in this time with no sports as we look ahead and try to remain optimistic and positive for a 2020 college football season. Of course, those tears, not so much that are crying from Big Ten fans' faces, but the tiers of the Big Ten football programs, all 14 of them placed into five select categories. Of course, that is what I did on Monday's episode to reiterate what those tiers are. It starts at the top, the cream of the crop, which was the only one program in there, the Ohio State Buckeyes. And then down to our second category, still very good. It was Penn State in Wisconsin. Very solid was our third category, which was Michigan, which was a lot of the controversy. I knew it would be a little bit of a hot take when I led off with it on on Monday's episode. And sure enough, it proved to be in the very solid category. But the other three teams, along with Michigan, Iowa, Minnesota, and Indiana. And then the almost category was Nebraska, Illinois, Purdue, Michigan State, and Northwestern. And then finally, the still glad to have you here category, rounding out our five Big Ten tiers, was Maryland and Rutgers. So on today's episode, we discussed those tiers a little bit more in making his debut on the Locked On Big Ten podcast is none other than Nick Hanley. He hosts the Nick Hanley Show on AM590 ESPN Radio in Omaha, Nebraska. I was actually on his show on Tuesday, so you will get to hear portions of that interview coming up in this episode. And as I alluded to Nick at the end of my time on his show on Tuesday afternoon, this would be his debut, and he is ecstatic to be on the Locked On Big Ten show, getting to spout off some of his takes to you guys, the Big Ten faithful. So welcome, Nick, and we are very excited to have him here. Let's roll to that interview, talking some of the Big Ten tiers and also just college football in 2020 and beyond with Nick Hamley. All right, we've been talking about the hypothetical, the Pat 40 realignment of college conferences. So the host of the Locked On the Big Ten podcast, Ben Stevens. And our old buddy from KMTV, 3 News Now, handling the sports, would have to change the name of his podcast to either the Locked on the Great Midwest or Locked on the Great Mid-East. Ben, have you had a chance to take a look at the Pat 40 realigned college conferences? Nick, I have not, unfortunately, but now I have some homework to do for later on this afternoon, and that could just be further fodder the Locked On Big Ten podcast. But let me just say, what a pleasure it is to come back onto the show and to hear the lead-in with a little California love, where I am currently right now, and then also hearing sports nightly talk and getting the Husker promotion. That's the stuff I miss. That local sense and flavor of Big Red football and everything that comes with it. That's what I miss. It was a pleasure once again to be back in the family. Truly, truly is. Well, Ben, you know that that was intentional by one Thomas James Henning. I mean, there's no better producer in the radio business, in my humble opinion. I, I would very much agree with you on this. Well, let me let me break this down, and, and I want to get your thoughts, because Please. we've yeah. got this 
conversation going on with athletic directors. We heard Bill Moose say this just the other day that they feel the third week of July is when a lot of decisions are going to have to be made. Now, what decisions are those? Schedule changes, if there are going to be any. Are we going to have football, period? I think we will. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stadiums, will they be allowed to have fans in certain areas of the country? I'm assuming all of those decisions are kind of what Bill Moose is referring to. But if we were to have this maybe shift at least for a year or two to regionalize scheduling. Pat Forty came up with 10 conferences, and I want to give you the one that he has Nebraskans and a handful of Big Ten teams in. Uh, He's Mm -hmm. got the great Midwest with Iowa, Iowa State, Kansas, KU, Missouri, Minnesota, Nebraska, Wisconsin, but wait, there's more, Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan, and welcome to the FBS North Dakota State. Wow. I mean, that is a packed division with some schools that I did not expect to see. Central Michigan. Yeah, the Mac teams. I don't get the Mac teams in there. Yeah, everything really sounded great. We had a little bit of old Big 8 flavor in there, too. Some old rivalries from Missouri and Nebraska. That would have been a lot of fun to see. I haven't seen what Pat Forty was talking about, but I did see a thing that Banner Society did today where they reimagined. They started with the Big 12, I think, yesterday, and then today came out how they reimagined a Big Ten schedule, but each Big Ten team is only allowed two games. So they tried to continue some old rivalries, and I had Nebraska playing Wisconsin, and I don't know who the other team was. Nebraska was playing Wisconsin and Colorado were the two teams in their two-team schedule. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of interesting just to think about if you really wanted college football so badly, what two teams would you want your fan base to be focused on for the 2020 college football season? But Pat Forty with the great Midwest Conference, although I love the name, some of those groupings in there, bringing in some old Mac schools, I don't know, that might be a, quite a lopsided division in my opinion. Well, and then you got the great Mideast, which has Akron, Ooh. Louisville, I'm sorry, not Louisville, uh, Ball State, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Indiana, Kent State, Miami of Ohio, then Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio, Ohio State, Purdue, and Toledo. Like, to me, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I get what he's doing with the geographic groupings, and when you're talking about what could potentially be for this upcoming college football season. A thing that I've talked about a lot on my podcast and just in discussions with people talking college football is the fact that when you have conferences that expand so far across the country, I mean, you look at the Big Ten, we have schools in Nebraska and Iowa, and you go all the way out to New Jersey with Rutgers and Maryland, and every different state has different guidelines they're putting out right now in regards to the COVID-19 global pandemic. So you could have even just a different schedule within your own conference let alone the entire state of college football across the national landscape. Well, and, and if you do look at, well, let's say that the conference or the non-conference slates is being discussed right to, right now by athletic directors. We know that Nebraska's got a school like South Dakota State. We found out from their athletic director that they right now don't have the means to test athletes. So as much as a financial gain it is for a school like South Dakota State or a North Dakota State or any FCS school to play a Power 5 team to get that payday, I understand if there are teams wondering, hey, are you going to be able to test? Because if you can't, we can't play you right now. Right. I mean, that's going to be a very interesting thing. And I think that's a thing that will continue through the entirety of the season. I think we're having these conversations, like you mentioned, and a lot of these athletic directors across the country saying, okay, by the third week of July, I think we're going to still be having the same conversation come October and November. It's going to be something that changes, as we have seen, on a weekly and daily basis at times. 
So I think these are going to be ongoing conversations. And then you get down to the fact, well, we have teams that play a different amount of games. Will a team like Nebraska maybe play nine games, but you look at a team like Wisconsin, could they play their full slate? Could they play 11 games? And then how do you judge that in terms of how you look into the end of season, postseason games, like the Big Ten title game mm-hmm. and bowl games and beyond? I think it's a very ever-evolving situation, very fluid situation that is going to be the topic of conversation from hopefully when we start college football here in a few weeks until the end of the season come January 2021. So we dive even deeper into those five tiers and some of the narratives going on around the Big Ten Conference coming up with Nick Hanley next. Talking with Ben Stevens, host of the Locked on the Big Ten podcast, also the host can't forget this of the tiny apartment news network which i was so happy to see after we got off the phone our last conversation that it didn't take long for you to uh re-emerge in a different location yes i mean i'm back home at my parents house just outside of los angeles and it's been a, an adjustment period of sorts and with so much real news going on out in the world right now i thought the fake news network that i created needed to take a backseat so that people could consume those very important stories that we still need to be continuing to consume and work for positive change and growth in our country but after a while you know i was getting adjusted to what it's like like here and with my parents and with my family and the role reversal of sorts of me being the overbearing parent, making sure that my parents are washing their hands when they're going to the grocery store, they're wiping down stuff, they're being smart and careful. And now, I mean, now we have fans lined up outside my parents' house. Every morning when they go to work, there's fans, photography, paparazzi, hunting them down, and their egos have just gone out of their heads. I mean, my, my dad and mom now are just like the biggest celebrities in all of the town of Calabasas. So, you know, it was a blessing and a curse to bring them on for their on-camera deb- debuts in this last episode. All right, so we got to get into your Locked On Big Ten tiers, the Big Ten Ooh. tiers. Uh, yeah. I, I, let's just, just take me through this stuff. Okay, so the tiers that I started, this came out on yesterday's episode, on Monday's episode. And it was really just, you know, as we are trying to fill the void of no sports, just kind of coming up with some content that could lead to some discussions, maybe some debate, some engagement. So I have five tiers for the Big Ten Conference when we look at the 14 football programs. It starts with the elite tier, the cream of the crop. Then it moves down to the still very good tier, the very solid tier, the almost tier, and the still glad to have you here tier. So do you want me to go through what schools find themselves in each one of these tiers? I would love that, yes. Okay, so at the cream of the crop, it's only one program. It's the Ohio State Buckeyes. In the still very good category, our second category from the top, two programs, Penn State and Wisconsin. And this is where it got a little spicy. And This is where we got some engagement and some debate early on on a Monday morning for me was moving Michigan as our first team into the very solid category, along with Iowa, Minnesota, and Indiana. A small wrinkle here, Nick, in the very solid category, there's also the subdivision, prove it exclamation part, which is Minnesota and Indiana. And then we get to the almost category where we have Nebraska, Illinois, Purdue, Michigan State, and Northwestern. And Michigan State and Northwestern find themselves in another subdivision of the almost category, which is the honestly, I don't know, question mark, because both those programs have been all over the place the last three years. And then the still glad to have you here category where we're so thankful for our friends being part of the Big Ten Conference, and that is Maryland and Rutgers. Let's be real. Rutgers is thankful to be a part of the Big Ten. Oh, absolutely. But I do believe, and both with Maryland and Rutgers, kind of on a similar trajectory right now, at least looking up, looking a little bit positive, both having good head coaches. And when you have Shiano coming back in, the Shiano man, 
You look at what he's done in his first time when he was on campus in Piscataway, his final seven years there, they had six of seven winning seasons, five of those six winning seasons capped off with a bowl win. And right now they have the 21st best recruiting class in the entire country for the 2020 recruiting class season. So I do believe in Shiano getting Rutgers back to at least a little bit of prominence in the Big Ten. My question is, did you piss off any particular fan base with their placement? Oh, Michigan. And I knew it was going to be a little bit of my hotter take of the tiers that I broke down in these five categories. But Michigan fans were not very happy with me for moving them into the very solid tier. Because I think from a national perspective, you look at the cream of the crop of the Big Ten. Yes, Ohio State is a nudge above both Penn State and Wisconsin. But I think a lot of people would include Michigan in there. The reason I pushed Michigan down to our third category, the very solid tier, is because Yes, they've won at least eight games in four of the last year, five years for Jim Harbaugh, but no bowl wins during that time. And they have gotten blown out by teams that are at least on a national landscape coming from the SEC, like Alabama this past year. In 2018, Florida, they lost 41-15. to They've also lost to Ohio State eight straight times, their last win against the Buckeyes 2011. So when you're comparing against the elite and what category you need to get into, I moved Michigan down a little bit because we're also talking about present and what could be for the future i think michigan if we do have a 2020 college football season will have another eight and four tops nine and three season and for me that's just not as consistent as penn state and wisconsin even in the tier above them and certainly not to the level of the elite category the cream of the crop that is the ohio state buckeye well and ben i want to see if you agree with this because you bring up michigan i was talking about them and nebraska last week in in a similar narrative but at different levels for for michigan and nebraska i feel like the national media and i think to a large degree especially for nebraska i can only speak on the local media for nebraska there is a we will not believe it anymore you need to prove it before we buy into it and last year it was okay this michigan team is they're for real you know the year before they should have beat ohio state they had a Ohio State was so vulnerable two years ago, and they not only lost, but they got blown out. But people were still putting their confidence into Shea Patterson's final season. They changed Mm -hmm. the offensive coordinator. They've got all this stuff. They're going to work around Shea Patterson. They're not going to have those problems anymore. So people gave them the benefit of the doubt again. It didn't happen. Same thing with Nebraska. The year two jump. We saw it in Central Florida for Scott Frost. We saw the way Nebraska ended year one uh, under Scott Frost that it seemed like that trajectory was pointing in the right direction. A lot of us, myself included, bought into Nebraska at least contending for the division, and they were far from that. I feel like right now we're all in the same mindset with Michigan about them going any further than eight or nine wins. We know they'll lose to Ohio State until they prove us otherwise. Nebraska, we are not going to put them in contention for the division until they prove to us that they can be there the last couple of weeks. Is that fair? Absolutely. And, Nick, this is why you are the radio legend that you are, because that is very well set. And that narrative that you bring between them just goes to show your acumen when it comes to talking college football, because I think both Michigan and Nebraska have the historic thing going for them, both blue bloods of college football that have history of success. But when I was doing these tiers, and what I agree with you in your point right there, it's looking at the past two to three years and then the current point of where these programs stand. Yes, they have a lot of talent. Yes, they are bringing in people that will put out a great product on the field and will be entertaining at times. But when you look at the win column, That is where it gets tough. And I think Nebraska right now, and speaking with you and speaking with some of the other sports media personalities in the Lincoln-Omaha area, 
it's like one of the first years in a long time where there hasn't been any hype. You even look at the Mike Riley era and there was hype leading into the offseason. That's not really the case right now with Scott Frost and Nebraska. It's definitely in time to prove it. And you look for both Michigan and Nebraska, at least as we talk about the current point, their 2020 schedules as they stand now are very, very difficult. Michigan, obviously, in the Big Ten East has some tough games, but their crossover, the fact that they have to go at Minnesota and they play Wisconsin, I think if you look at those right now on paper, those are two losses. And then you have Penn State and Ohio State. Those seem to be two losses at this point because I don't think Michigan is quite where Penn State is right now. And that might be tough for some Wolverines fans to hear. But you're talking again right there. It could still be a solid season with a good team. Still eight and four in Nebraska. Obviously, we know how much of a doozy their schedule is for 2020. So I think at the time being, it's like until you take that next step, Yes, we can have all these expectations for you, but until we actually see it, eh, I don't know, pal. I don't think it's going to happen. I think you'll see going into the 2020 season, if it hasn't been written already, there will be a column of some sort from the national media saying the expectations for Jim Harbaugh this year in Michigan, because they've been going back since 2015 that he's had those kind of hype articles leading into a Wolverine football season. We wrap up our conversation with Nick Hanley in his debut on the Locked On Big Ten podcast. Crowd goes wild. That comes up next. Ben, what do you got on the next Locked On Big Ten podcast? Well, Nick Hamley, this is actually what I was going to bring up with you, is it will be your debut, whether you know it or not, on the Locked On Big Ten show, because I will be taking some portions of what we are discussing right now, mainly along the lines of the tiers Mm -hmm. that we talked about for the Big Ten conference, and be featuring it in tomorrow, Wednesday's episode on the Locked On Big Ten show, which you can find Anywhere you get your podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, it's there. And Nick Hanley, folks, will be making his debut on the Locked On Big Ten show. It's going to be a historic day for Locked On Big Ten podcast. Oh, I'm going to retweet the hell out of that. Heck yeah, man. That's all I can ask out of you. I was going to make. I was going to say, <laughs> hey, man, if you want to, please feel free, and you already guaranteed it. That's why I love you, man. That's truly, truly why I love you. Well, I'm all about the attention, too. So Yeah, I mean, and you're, listen, you're giving out some great points right now. You've articulated your thoughts and your methods for this upcoming college football season in a beautiful way that only you know how to do in an engaging fashion. So I think the fans of the Locked On Big Ten show that don't listen to this program here on AM 590 ESPN Radio in Omaha will be a huge fan of moving forward. They'll be calling for you to come back on the show, I hope. (laughs) Ben, always appreciate you jumping on, man. Keep the good stuff going on the Big Ten podcast and, of course, the Tiny Apartment News Network. I'm I'm a big fan. Yes, we will have some more editions of the Tiny Apartment News Network coming out very soon. And, Nick, it is always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for having me on. All right. Be well, bud. So many thanks again to Nick Hanley, the host of the Nick Hanley Show on ESPN Radio AM 590 in Omaha, Nebraska. I don't know if Nick would have known if I did not tell him at the end of our interview on his show that he was making his debut on the Locked On Big Ten podcast, but I'm glad to have him on board. He's an incredibly smart, intellectual, funny, engaging guy that is talking about Nebraska specifically, but the Big Ten in general, each and every day on AM 590 ESPN Radio in Omaha. So make sure if you're not giving him a listen and then following him on Twitter at Nick ESPN 590. He makes it very simple for you to remind you who he works for and what he does. The Nick Hanley Show, aptly named on AM 590 ESPN Omaha. So coming up on Friday's podcast, we're still talking tears, baby, and we're tapping in to our Nebraska media folks who have now made an appearance on this podcast. 
on Friday's episode, you will hear from Connor Happer, the host of The Drive on 93.7 The Ticket in Lincoln, Nebraska. So we had Nick from Omaha. Now we have Connor who is working in Lincoln. He will be on Friday's episode because believe it or not, Connor Happer also has some tiers of the Big Ten program, also with some creative names, if you will. I don't know if it's like cream of the crop or still glad to have you here, but we'll get Connor's thoughts on the tiers of the 14 football programs in the Big Ten. And I would be remiss right now, although our focus for the past couple of months has been college football, and right now in the present, we are looking ahead to the 2020 college football season. It was a landmark day on Monday afternoon for Big Ten. 10 basketball. Amani Bates, the number one recruit in the entire country for the class of 2022, although it looks like he will certainly reclassify to the class of 2021, committed to Michigan State. Yes, Tom Izzo got his man. Amani is a native of Michigan. He is what many people consider a transcendent talent. Yes, a lot of people have been compared to the second coming of LeBron James, the best prospect since LeBron James. Amani Bates is certainly that guy, at least as of right now. Everybody thinks he will be a transcendental talent heading to the next level. It was huge for Big Ten basketball. We don't know exactly what's to come in the years moving forward. Could Amani Bates decommit? Could he go somewhere else? This is just a verbal commitment, possibly, if somebody makes a play at him. Right now, it's really only Michigan State and Michigan that were recruiting their in-class, in-state stud. But right now, still, let's soak in the glory that the number one overall recruit by a landslide, Amani Bates, has committed to a Big Ten program. He said Michigan State showed him love from the very beginning, so he showed them love back. A huge, huge moment for Big Ten basketball. I didn't do a great job of summing up just truly how excited Big Ten basketball fans and especially Spartans fans should be that Amani Bates is now heading at least currently heading to East Lansing. Make sure to give a listen to our guys, Will Hunter and Matt Sheehan on the Locked on Spartans podcast because they did an instant reaction podcast Monday afternoon as soon as Imani committed live on national television on ESPN Sports Center to Michigan State. They were ecstatic, they were enthusiastic, and they broke it down as only those two great guys can. So right now, end this podcast if you really feel so, and go listen to Locked on Spartans if you want to hear their instant reaction to Imani Bates. And they also released a podcast on Tuesday morning with maybe a little bit more calm, insightful discussion about what Imani Bates' commitment to the Spartans mean for the future of Michigan State basketball, Tom Izzo, and Big Ten basketball going beyond that. Again, a landmark, historic, wonderful day. We're all very happy for Michigan State basketball and Big Ten basketball And really, we thank Amani Bates for committing to the Spartans. So that does it for this episode of the Locked On Big Ten Show. Of course, go give a listen to the Locked On Spartans podcast, but so many great other podcasts across a variety of sports going on on the Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On NFL, breaking down everything you need to know about when pro football could return this year. Our training camp's going to start on time, as the NFL has said they will. Who knows? That's only a few weeks away. So right now, tell your smart device to play Locked On NFL, and it'll do just that. So until we talk on Friday, when we get back into the discussion about Big Ten tiers for college football, have a splendid couple of days.